Good morning, good day, good evening. Welcome to another episode of Hashtag from Coach to Coach, Hashtag with Doc Monday. This is your host, Francisco. And today I have Kimberly Brown, coach from Oklahoma. It's yeah. quite uh, late for her, nine o'clock in the evening. I heard uh, the kids are in bed, so it's good for her to tell this story. And Kim, welcome. Kimberly, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. As usual, thank you. Being being part of the community is, is also is a good no, to, to share the story and and for the audience to know more about the what coaching is. No? So my yeah. first question for Kimberly is tell me more. Who is Kimberly? Uh, great question. So I am first and foremost a mother to three kids. I know that's kind of like what everyone says, but I do love being a mom. Um, and then I have been a registered dietitian for a little over 10 years and yeah. I just transitioned over to the outpatient, the outpatient coaching side in the last year. So I've really been enjoying get to be on the preventative side of nutrition rather yeah. than the inpatient side. Oh, preventative. Oh, pre I said preventative. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, just for, yeah, go ahead. Oh, so in uh, I was a critical care dietitian for mm. 10 years. And in that setting, it's kind of like everybody's already has so many disease processes and they're usually in the worst state. So you're kind of just trying to put out fires and correct things. Whereas in this setting, I get to catch things early on and really try to help people make better choices before it gets to that point. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have a curiosity here, my Kimberly, if you don't mind. Yeah. <laughs> Being a dietitian in a preventive way, how's your uh, diet, let's say, at home with the three kids, growing three kids? You know, in fire. Well, how is that? Do you follow or you're quite, you know? Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a good question. I, I get asked that often. Hmm. So um, I don't believe in diet. Unless, ah, ah, okay, okay. unless they are medically necessary. That's it. Ah. So right. all foods can fit. You just have to do it in the right way. Okay. <laughs> you know? Dear listeners, did you hear that? All food is valid. <laughs> it is. Do you know? Do you know? I still, we still have all of our Halloween candy in our pantry and the kids get a pick two pieces to put in their lunchbox every day and it'll last for the whole year. So yes, all foods can fit. You just have to do it in a kind of like a little bit of a smarter way. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Kids are disciplined. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> okay. Moving forward. Yeah, thank you for that. Kim. I, I just was a certain curiosity that when you, I heard about being your, that kind of dietitian and be a dietitian and see what home with three kids, young kids, how has it done? But anyway, so we for Kimberly. So where are we? How, what can you tell us about um, who is Kimberly in the world of coaching and together with uh, being a dietitian? Yes. So I, a majority of my job right now tends to be around helping individuals build a healthier relationship with food. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of them have been getting misinformation of that has, basically snowballed into years of dieting, which leads to a lot of guilt related to what they eat and they don't know what to eat. So it's just helping kind of get rid of years of that kind of training 
to get them to have like actually just <laughs> enjoy food and realize they can eat and still be comfortably full and they can eat the foods they like and still yeah. incorporate fruits and vegetables and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of, uh, if I may say, I'm not really, a, I don't really follow any diet. Good. I'm not saying I'm healthy, <laughs> but I don't have a diet. I think I feel like I, I feel like I'm still on, on the moon. But when you say healthy relationship, it calls me attention. What healthy relationship means? What with food? No, oh, no. What is healthy yeah. relationship? It's like what? What does it mean? Um. So you don't. There's. Have you, are you familiar with like intuitive eating? Have you ever heard of that? It's kind yeah. of. Okay. There's a whole. Yeah, there's a whole book on it. It's really good. It talks about like basically removing moral value from food. You don't yes. want to call it good. You don't want to call it bad. Food is food. But how does food make us feel when we eat it? Like, yeah. of course, there's like honoring your hunger, not like yeah. just starving yourself and pushing it off. There's also feeling your fullness, which is a lot of people's problems whenever they just eat past the point of being comfortably full over and over again. And yeah. they just don't know when to stop. Okay. No. Is it difficult for yeah. an individual in that sense or having this kind of... Very. Okay. That very means really... How, how does it very... I mean, you're the, you're the dietitian coach or you're, you're, you're coaching in a way to have mm -hmm. individual to have a healthy relationship mm -hmm. with food, right? When you say very, mm -hmm. what is that very? I would say half my clients are dealing with it. Easily, um, at least half. And, you know, the interesting part is um, a lot of it is ingrained from childhood. Okay. Uh, are you familiar with the clean plate as a happy plate kind yeah, of? Yeah, concept? yeah, yeah. I heard about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. To anyone listening, don't do that anymore. It's just what ends up happening is in childhood, kids are just so good at being intuitive eaters on their own. They stop when they're full. But parents say, no, you can't get up until you've finished your plate. So then they eat past the point of fullness. And then they develop into these adults that don't really know how to recognize that anymore yeah, yeah, because yeah. they've been trained to ignore it. Yeah, I see. I see. I see. I see. I see. Okay. And it's not difficult, but it's, there's a process, I suppose. No, for those, as you said, no, half your clients are, are, are this, in this, in this, in this, uh, yeah. this stage or this matter in their life, right? And mm -hmm. so what, what is the process there for you as a coach helping them you know, to, to change the habit? Is it a habit or is it, what is it? It's a habit or more in their inner side? What, what is it? You know, it's a little bit of both. There's, cause there's a multitude of reasons. Um, they might be eating past the point of fullness cause they're using food to one cope with an emotion. So maybe when they're stressed, they go eat and they just don't know when to stop. So yeah. it's then retraining them to when not use food to cope with that emotion and find something more constructive to put yes. that negative energy into is what okay. I always tell them might be going on a walk, might be calling a friend. It might be just doing something in that time frame, and then just being like, am I really hungry or am I eating to deal with this emotion? Yeah. Another area that tends to cause people to eat past the point of fullness is when they try to do a calorie deficit or they are dieting and they're, they're hungry, but they keep pushing it off and then they keep pushing it off. Mm -hmm. Well, what I always tell them on a scale of one to 10, one being you're not hungry at all, 10, you're starving. Once you start getting closer to 10, 
your three things are going to happen. You're going to pick convenience food. So you're not going to really go for the healthier option. Yeah. You're going to eat too fast. And then you're probably going to eat past the point of fullness because you're so hungry. You're not going to recognize those fullness cues. There's, you know, there's a lot of reasons people eat past the point of fullness. So in coaching them, I ask all those questions to kind of find what is the Mm -hmm. issue that's causing them to do it. And then we just kind of try to work around that. Okay. Okay. And as you were saying this, this is another question that I have. And I ask, I'm sorry, because I'm not really, um, I know, as I said, I'm fairly in diet. I'm not really in this, (laughs) in this, um, in this, you know, in this aspect, I think I'm not, you know, falling in this pattern that you're saying, but when I heard about anorexic bulimia, is this part of the healthy relationship or different because, or, or can be, I don't know. No, no, that's a great question. So within nutrition coaching, we don't address, like, I will not treat that. However, I have treated it as a critical care dietitian in the hospital setting. Ah. And through coaching, we can kind of recognize some of those behaviors starting to develop. And that's when I would just, you know, tell the client, you know, listen, I think, you know, this is a good point to refer out. This is some issues I'm kind of seeing. And I don't, this isn't the area where we address it. Now, I am glad you brought that up because this is the thing with dieting. Dieting leads to disordered eating, which is not an eating disorder, but then that can then fall into an eating disorder. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a slippery slope. Slippery slope means it's quite easy to fall. I mean, to, mm-hmm. to enter that kind of slope. I mean, I just. Yeah. Uh, and how. If the behaviors is, yeah, continue. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. It's a behavior well, study. If, if the behaviors continue on for years and years and years. And then the other thing, too, like from a. Okay. As I said earlier, I was. I love being a mother. From a mother standpoint, little kids follow their parents. And if they see a mother acting that way, they tend to think those behaviors are normal. So then little girls or little boys might pick up on those eating behaviors as well. Yeah. So that's, it's just kind of addressing it then. Yeah. Going back to like some kind of history, right? I do know that now that we have this in our current society, modern society, we have all this kind of facilities, let's say, easiness to get food, order them, and all this. We have with it. But do you think in the past, recent past, 50s, 1950s, or, you know, second half of the century, it was, is this something that it was already in, in the society, or is now that is more uh, being called attention? Now, uh, say that again. No, what I'm saying is that this kind of, because I know that in the last 20, 20 years, this kind of being healthy, diet, nutrition, is it more in the, because of we have more, you know, we have just fast foods and all this kind of, we can go any food at a time in the way we are lifestyle as well as change, right? I was wondering Mm -hmm. in the, the, you know, the the century, the past century, whatever, is there something it was always been there or is less or it was not, you know, I don't know, I'm just, no, it's, it's a great question. It's always kind of been there. There's, if you kind of uh, look back at like diets through history, there was some really strange ones over the past century. Uh, okay. But I really feel like, to, in my opinion, I think it really, really exploded in the 1980s with the whole Jane Fonda working out. That's when like Slim Fast, Weight Watchers, everyone started, you know, you had those like 
fat free this low calorie that everyone was wanting to watch what they eat. And it just kind of snowballed from there. And it was then picked up by the diet industry seeing it was a very lucrative business that makes a lot of money. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So moving forward, as in the current 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 present, let's say Kimberly as a as a as, as a coach in, in this in this area, how is how how you how is the session? So how is the process that you work with your clients for them to overcome you know this this for them to have a healthy relationship? Let's say. Yeah. Um, well, depending on what their area is, I'll address like, you know, maybe I I give them like four actions to work on. And I always tell them like, you don't have to get to them all at once, just kind of pick two to really focus on, but keep working your way through them. So again, it's either addressing their hunger earlier, it's feeling their fullness, but you know, interestingly enough, a lot of them too is just, and this is going to sound funny, but this is where like nutrition science comes in. A lot of people just don't eat enough protein first thing in the morning. They're eating just a lot of carbohydrates, which digest quickly, which means we are then hungry very quickly after that. So um, it's even things like that, just kind of be like, oh, well, this is where you could optimize your breakfast a little bit better to keep you feeling fuller through the morning. Okay. And that, I mean, what you're saying is that if if it depends on the individual or like, ah, okay, okay. Okay. I, I typically ask everyone to tell me how they eat in a day, what they typically eat for breakfast, lunch, dinner. And then after that, we kind of talk about like where they struggle throughout the day. That's like, well, a lot of people are like, man, I just really feel out of control in the afternoon snacking. Or by the end of the day, when I'm after dinner, I just find myself snacking in front of the TV. You know, it's really individualized care. I don't really think I, I've never believed in a one size fits all. I have to figure out kind of the family dynamics as well as like cultural aspects of food and then kind of go from there. Yeah. So it's like very much one-to-one. I mean, each of them, yeah. each of your client, if they yeah, is, have their own way of dealing with it and they approach you as Kimberly, you know, for you to be there to to guide, to be supportive, to give them more, you know, uh, any other instance based on what's happening with them and then for them to reflect back. And is that, Yes. Is that the process in exactly. the one-to-one session in, the, in that sense? Yes, absolutely. And it's kind of interesting. I love it because more often than not, I always get, oh my gosh, that's exactly what it is. I've had several clients tell me like they get that aha moment, which is what I love about this job is kind of getting to explain, like explain it in a way that makes sense. And people are like, that's exactly what the problem is. I see. Okay. And yeah. <laughs> And another curiosity of mine. Sorry about this, Kimberly. They're like, no, you're fine. Um, the majority of your clients are. Is this? Let's say this. Your clients are more based. Is is global clients of yours, or or is more in, in the U.S. Or, oh yeah, global. I global. have a lot. I have a lot global. That's why, honestly, um, another reason I hate diets because they completely disregard cultural foods. Like a hundred percent. And, and, and then, yeah. Have you ever thought about, I, I'll tell you this. I had a client recently who was Filipino Yes. and her doctor told her to go on a Mediterranean diet to fix some of her issues, not even asking what culturally she normally eats. Yeah. And it was nothing compared to what she does daily. So to me, that's not really doing that one-on-one or really trying to like navigate 
through what her diet is normally, which we could easily make the same accommodations with a Filipino diet, just tweak a few things. Yeah, I see. So as, as a global, you're seeing also not a pattern, but you see that this kind of individual are le- uh, looking really to have this kind of healthy relationship with food and the diet. And they're seeking some kind of good guidance for them as individuals for them to overcome. How can they do better? Yeah, and how is that now in 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 this? You know, in how long you've been working this uh, in this area? You said um, for about a year now. Um, majority, like I said, a majority of my career was uh, critical care nutrition in hospitals throughout the United States. I worked in uh, several, and yeah. so, but I was kind of ready for a change. It was really good to help people in a really dire time of need, but I wasn't really satisfied getting to see people progress. Yes. And like make those positive changes where I could see them flourish. Okay. So. But how is this in the last year now that you have changed and this kind of challenge of yours? How are you seeing your your your, your you know your 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 relationship with your clients as well as them as an individual making this kind of change as well in their habit, this kind of challenge as well? And the choices that they're making to make it better, to, to have more better relationship with their diet and their eating habit. How are you seeing that as a Kimberly and as well with your clients? Um, well, you know, it's fun because a lot of them will reach out to me in between and say, oh my gosh, I've been following this and it's been going really well. I feel the difference and I can't wait to do it. Another big area I hit on a lot is kind of um, like pre like sports nutrition, helping a lot of the athletes that I get through. Um, but I con- that's what I love about this job is because people come back and they're like, I-, I did this and it did make a big difference. I noticed. Uh, one gentleman was working out early in the morning and it was something as simple as I just told him, I was like, you need to eat simple carbohydrates 30 minutes prior to your workout, especially working out in the morning. And he messaged back. He's like, oh my gosh, I have so much more energy for this workout. This, He's like, I didn't think it was going to work, but it really did. <laughs> so it's it's been nice getting to get the feedback and watching them realize things work. Now, sometimes there's some hiccups and people struggle with some things, but then when they come back with that, we just kind of then brainstorm other ways to try to correct that behavior. Yeah, yeah. That's about I was about to ask that. You said the hiccup. It's like, okay, you they have these sessions with you. They work on it, they realize they can do it. And you know, as usual, they they enter that that the new habit and it goes. And I I do I do I don't know, there will be a moment as you, there's a certain hiccup in, in the road and for some reason they will come back in their old habit, right? And it's the thing is that they, I don't know if they get frustrated or they get disappointed or they get back and then their yoke goes down, right? That's what I'm, I'm about to say. So they go back to Kimberly or or they don't feel, oh, yeah. no, I don't. Oh, okay. 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 They try. Okay, good. Well, how is that then? What do they say? What's... Well, they're pretty open and honest. Okay. Uh, most of them. Well, if I haven't, if, if I know that one was having a hard time, I would reach out. And a lot of the times that's helped them to know that I'm still like, hey, I just want to check in and see how things are going. And the fact that I check in sometimes they're like, you know, I'm having a hard time. So I'm actually going to come back and see you, you know, in those instances. Now, I have a lot of clients who in the beginning, it was a little bit rocky. They're just like, I'm not seeing the changes I want. I'm like, and I just have to remind them sometimes it takes time. A lot of these behaviors you can't change overnight. Like it's yes. especially the eating past the point of fullness. If you've done that for the, your entire life, you can't expect to change that within a week. I you see. know. Yeah. 
you know when you're saying that eating beyond your, the limitation or you're feeling already like you know but you still continue so the our family had this december 31st uh, celebration one uh, hotel and it was a buffet style you know? mm-hmm. i don't eat much and we were like the whole family we were 22 25 members different ages from 15 to, to 18 you know, like and he said what is this buffet it was 31st i mean it was like anything you can see this buffet of the five-star hotel premium is yeah. like anything anything was there no? but i was wondering i was thinking how is it okay it's a celebration fine it's a one day fine you like that yeah. but i get how can we really able to spend three hours we were there from nine to twelve yeah. so it's three hours enjoying what it was good not i'm not saying it was good but yeah the way i was thinking is like what is our capacity really to, <laughs> to eat and able to enjoy at the same time Mm-hmm. And that was my, that, uh, I don't know. I mean, can we tell you know, Kimberly, can help me on this? Well, let me ask you, did, did you eat past the point? Were you uncomfortably full when you were done? No, no. I, I For me, I was able to not con- I mean, control. I taste a little bit. That's why uh, the way I put mm-hmm. it is like, I want to taste as much as, as possible. So I went small, 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 small bite. That's it. But I see, oh, perfect. you know, but the rest, I can see that they were lobsters and, you know, <laughs> sushis and yeah. these and that and so yeah so what was what could be your observation there so majority of people with large events like that will save up their calories and that's where they will not eat earlier in the day waiting for the big event and i always tell people don't do that ah don't okay. do that yeah, yeah because again like i mentioned earlier you're going to eat too fast and you're going to eat too much because you're so hungry and you're not really going to enjoy because you're eating so fast. That satisfaction's not, it's fleeting because you're just rushing because you're so hungry. Um, and in those instances too, it's reminding people, it's like, you'll have these foods again. This isn't a one-time thing. <laughs> so, you know, pick and choose the things you really want and then eat it and eat slowly because that's another thing people don't eat slowly or they eat distracted which leads them to eat past the point of fullness and there you know like i said there's a lot of things that can kind of come into play okay. it's kind of finding um i actually did have one client this last year he told me this was the first uh uh holiday season he did not eat past the point of fullness and it was the best christmas like he loved it so and it's part of your of your coaching session, I suppose your mm-hmm. the way you you work and you know building that kind of relationship with your clients is is this mm-hmm. way. You know, it's like those are the little details that counts, perhaps, in how an individual yeah. can change. You know, is that is that I understanding? Right? Is that I'm, I'm, is that correct or? Yeah, because you got to have it on the personal level because food is personal. I mean, everyone eats every single day. It's part of life so to understand it to its full extent and like what people really want and so people just want to enjoy food throughout the day and be comfortable and not feel bad about what they ate and it's possible it's just showing them how to do it so what else what else do you think you can share as i am not i mean based on your observation of my questions and what we're talking about what else that's the topic that you would like to to comment that but that being touch her in in this this of your healthy relationship yeah with food um well there's a lot of areas with that so 
Um, basically say no to diets, like I mentioned earlier. Um, be very, very conscious of who you're getting your nutrition information from would probably be one of my biggest uh-huh. things. Um, in the U.S., it can be a lot of the stuff out there is misinformation. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But I don't. So, yeah. Francisco, tell me, do you know the difference between a registered dietitian and a nutritionist? Not really, but you can please share it to okay, us. So this is what, yeah, this is what I was talking about. So in the United States, anyone can call themselves a nutritionist. They don't really okay. have to have, they can maybe do an online course. Now, to be a registered dietitian, you have to go to accredited colleges. Now you have to get a master's, which I already have. Yes. You have to do a 1,200-hour internship, pass your boards, and keep up with licensure. So it, that's why I say just really, really know where you're getting your information from when you are reading nutrition information. Make sure it says registered dietitian. Okay. Follow that. And the quote for today of our conversation is, say no to diet, as you said. <laughs> yes. Yeah? Yeah, that's, exactly. That's <laughs> yeah. So as a professional professional credentialed uh, dietitian in your experience in the way you see observe the path, the, the eating habit of, of of the individuals you've been working with definitely it's like say no to diet but you have to know yourself mm-hmm. no basically that's it. yeah. it's easy. when i say that know yourself so sounds easy but i don't think <laughs> No, it's not. It's not at all. And that's where that intuitive, like you have to be very aware of things. And, you know, it's kind of getting, it's like I tell the clients all the time, just getting through the noise, which is all the misinformation, first of all, and then taking the time to eat and just really being aware and enjoying what you eat, putting the effort into things you eat. Um, it There's a lot that goes into it, but, you know, it's just one step at a time. And a lot of them get to it pretty they'll get to it it's just putting in the work so slow slow process in the kind of change yeah. okay and just to add in the conversation today when you talk about you know stay no to diet you can eat as much as you want you have to know yourself and your limitation into it uh just for 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 the sake of of talking about this kind of diet and have this kind of healthy relationship as well in the food is it is it also to mention that we need to do some normal exercise as well or Yes. Or that's given. Absolutely. Or is that given? <laughs> yes. Well, I talk to clients about that too, because I always tell them what you eat and how much you move is kind of like a marriage. Like you can't, <laughs> it goes hand in hand. Like, and it's not even for the weight on the scale. It's just, a. it's good for the body. It's good for cardiovascular health. It's good for, you know, just mental health. I mean, Yes, I that is another thing I bring up to clients frequently. I I say, well, how often are you moving throughout the week? And then we kind of tweak it there. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a game, but I'm not. I mean, we're just sharing here your story, and it's 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 it's, it's, it's nice to, to to able to hear more about what can be done. No? But to be to to do it looks like it seems not easy to say, right? But obviously, uh, as 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 an individual, as a as a as a person. Each of us, there we have their own way of doing things and way of thinking and way, you know. So it's easy to say, but looks like uh, there's a process to follow, and we will remit to to Kimberly for that for them to be. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. 
Cool. Anything else? Sorry, sorry. You don't want to say, Kimberly. No, you're good. You're good. No, I tell everybody, I just give them the guidance. But after that, I'm just their accountability partner. We, they're just there to turn in and let me know how they're doing and kind of keep being their cheerleader to keep them going. So <laughs> that's that's the nice part. I love I like that accountability partner. They're the ones going to eat and you're just they tell them more or less. You're telling them what you're hearing. And I say, good. Hey, uh, Kimberly, thank, uh, it's our almost our time. Anything you would like to share as a wrap up or to close? Um, no, you know, I not too much. That was basically the big ones. It just basically I want everyone to know that they can enjoy eating. It doesn't have to be so hard and it can be fun and it can still be healthy. So that's the main thing. It doesn't have to be so complicated. If the quote for today would be eat, enjoy eating, or say no to diet, what would be? <laughs> there you go. Yes, yes, <laughs> I like it. All right. Okay. Well, Kimberly, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Yes. Thank you, Francisco. I appreciate you having me. Thank you. Well, well done. Thank you very much, Kimberly. Uh, dear listeners, the audience, this was another episode of hashtag From Coach to Coach. Hashtag we talk on Mondays. This is was your host Francisco. Until then, stay safe. Thank you.